0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Bronx Lounge. Connor Cavanaugh, Keith O'Neill, very excited to bring this one to you. Uh, We actually talked about how the Yankees need a left-handed reliever uh, throughout like half this podcast. Um, And probably 15 minutes after we ended it, Caleb Ferguson got traded to the Yankees. So don't have to worry too much about that anymore, but uh, we hope you guys still enjoy this episode. Uh, And uh, as always, let's go, Yanks. And uh, welcome to the Lounge. I, I, I gotta hold down the city. You know New York. New York.
1: I gotta let you know where I come from.
0: I gotta hold down the city.
1: New Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bronx Round <laughs> you know Podcast. New York, New York. Coming to you on a Monday morning. I'm at school. Keith's at home. We'll start off with your weekend. How did it go, Keith?
0: Uh, Connor, my weekend went really good, and I hope you know that – actually, I hope everyone knows that the dedication that you have to be not only an ap- academic weapon, but to also be a podcast natural, to just, you know, throwing it all out there, man. You're, I'm, I'm so glad you have you have all this dedication and time on your on your hands. Got to give the people what
1: they want. Got to give <laughs> people what they want. At any circumstance, what doesn't matter, got to give them what they want.
0: Yeah, but uh, my weekend was pretty good. No football this weekend, so it was kind of you know a little more quieter than usual. Um, but it was a pretty good weekend, and I'm just you know next week this weekend should be pretty good with the Super Bowl coming up. I don't know. Do you have any predictions or any sort of like thoughts on that? I like Kansas
1: City real heavy. Um, yeah. No matter what, no matter what the spread is, I think the last time I checked, it's still San Francisco minus two and a half. I checked it last night, so it might have changed from last night to this morning. But mm. I like Kansas City big time in this one. I don't know how the Super really? Bowl defending champions with Patrick Mahomes
0: are. Underdogs in this game, I, I really, I really just, I don't, I don't get it. Because the Niners are just so good, and it's like everyone's just against the Chiefs right now. I mean, as like, everybody is
1: against the Chiefs, which is fair. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, don't know if San Francisco's as good as everybody else thinks they are. So that might be part of the reason why. That's actually really crazy. Why I you like know, Kansas awesome. City. Yeah. I, I, I'm, just, I am do not know. I don't know if I like how Brock Purdy's been playing. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, you don't know, like I, actually, his <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like the game <laughs> management. I really don't. <laughs> um, And actually, I thought having a Sunday without football was actually was a a pretty good feeling. As much as I love football, and I will sit on the couch every single Sunday and watch all the 1 o'clock games, all the 4 o'clock games, the Sunday night football game. I'll watch Monday night. I'll watch Thursday night. I will watch any football that is thrown at me. After, you know eight great weeks of it, or <laughs> including the playoffs, 20, 20, 20 21 weeks. Yeah. To have one weekend where you don't have to worry about watching football, I actually thought it was pretty nice. So as, as, as excited I am as I am for the Super Bowl, I thought it was also nice to have a weekend where, you know, we didn't have to worry about sitting on the
0: couch and watching uh, watching some football. That's also you not having to worry about not hitting a parlay and, and <sighs> getting that blasted is. with a leg. We're
1: two minutes in, and you just made the best point make all <laughs> podcast long. That is the that is the the amount of stress that is added to my life when I watch football. Now that I bet, yeah, is substantial. It, yeah, it almost it sometimes even takes the fun out of watching it to be honest <laughs> with you, which is not what you want.
0: But it literally turns you like it literally makes you a fan of that team. It's actually it really does. Yeah. It really does. But all right, yeah, man.
1: Well, enough enough of that. Let's jump into. Some Yanks talk. Uh, We talked a couple of days about, you know, the offseason moves. We gave our offseason grades thus far. Talked a little bit about maybe what they would need to do. We are going to jump into, uh, in a couple minutes, some reliever options because we did both kind of hit on the fact a couple days ago that the bullpen is still – A little bit of an issue especially with Wandy signing in San Diego and a lot of people thought he was coming back so especially a lefty in the bullpen seems to be really really necessary at this point but the first thing I want to talk about is what we teased on the last episode on Friday morning and that is the lineup talk because a lot of people have been you know arguing about a couple of different pieces in the lineup and i kind of wanted to get your take we can kind of feel it out i know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions and the first thing that i think we should start with is the judge soto 2-3 um some people really really want judge to stay in the two hole and have soto bump down to the three i think there was a that said soto doesn't want to hit three he wants to hit two do you does is there any other factors that come into having these guys two three or do you think that the, you know Boone should just say, okay, one of these guys is number two, one of these guys is gonna be number three, and pretty much all year long they're gonna ride it out that way, And if so, like who should it be? What, what are your thoughts on the judge Soto 2 three kind of <clears throat> dynamic of this lineup?
0: I don't really think it should be like as much of a f- serious issue as it really kind of is turning out to be in a way. I think it's so inter- like really interchangeable. The biggest thing was last year like, before he got hurt, and even after he came, like, when he came back. The biggest thing was, like, the support behind Aaron Judge, and they didn't have that at all. And it's kind of, like, I don't know, it really could go both ways, like, whether whether Soto's in front of Judge or whether Judge is in front of Soto, like, either way, like, there's support behind one another. So it's, like, you know, it's an even balance, but I, I just... I probably personally would go Soto... Then judge. I would go Soto too, just because personally me, I like the if they go deep, which they're looking a lot of signs pointing towards DJ is going to be a majority of the uh, leadoff hitting guy or leadoff hitter. I like the righty lefty righty matchup. That's just me personally, but um, I don't know. I really think it's it's incredibly interchangeable. I don't really see the problem with it. If Soto really wants to go two, if that was an actual like like statement that he came out with, then. Throw him at two. Who cares? I don't really. I don't really think it's that big of an issue. Uh, but the biggest thing is, like, no matter what, it's like you still need run support. You still need guys behind them. You still gotta hope that even if those two get on base, you gotta hope that Rizzo and Stanton can 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 come through and whatnot. But I don't know. I don't really see as. I don't really think it's that much of an issue as much as really people are making it seem seem to be.
1: Yeah, you know what? I tend to agree with you. I, I don't see how you know. I don't see this being a huge issue either. To me, I kind of agree with you it to me more of it is going to be the balance in the lineup and that's going to depend on who you're going to lead off and who you're going to hit after them because if you're you know just for example if you're going against you know a left-handed starting pitcher and you want to lead dj off then i think soto goes right in the two because then you can go lefty righty lefty righty with i mean righty lefty righty lefty with dj soto judge and then rizzo but if you're going against a right-handed hitter, you might wanna you might wanna flip that around because, you know, maybe against right-handed hitters, I mean right-handed pitchers as the season goes along, if DJ's not performing, maybe they want to lead off or dugo. And then you can go judge in the two with Soto in the three. So to me, like that's what matters more. The balance in the lineup. The two three it itself, just like independently, I kind of agree with you. I don't see it as, you know, as big of a problem to me. I mean, who gives a shit? Like, they're they're both gonna have They're both going to have protection, and Soto obviously had protection last year in San Diego, so he's used to that. But the point that you made is that Judge had no protection last year, and either way, there's going to be protection whether Soto's before him or after him because with Soto, the lineup is now so much more deep that, you know— Rizzo and Stanton or Rizzo and Glaber if you're going to do Soto before Judge that's still enough protection for Aaron Judge if Soto's hitting well and the two guys below him are hitting well that you're going to have protection no matter where they go so as long as you keep that protection for both of those guys I, I, I agree with you I don't I don't see the need in like having a huge debate over who's hitting second who's hitting third you're both gonna you're both gonna see you're gonna see both of those guys in the first inning every single game so to me like I agree with you who
0: cares if you also look, compared to last year, I mean, like, years before, like, this lineup this year, on paper already, has so many more, like, ways to change it around. Like, you know, like, we were, like, like, like 2021, 2022, even, like, we were so, like, alright, gotta be DJ Judge Rizzo, and then, like, Stanton has to clog up the four, and then, like, it was so it was so predictable on what the lineup could be. Now, one, we have a shit ton more lefties, right? Verdugo, Soto, Wells, even Rizzo, you know, those are four lefties that we've like, finally, as it's four of nine, I mean, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna have
1: four or one, five of the other.
0: Yeah. So it's such an interchange, like you have, we have such an interchangeable lineup this year to the point where it's like, like so many different things could be, could, could happen. Um, and that's, that's, that's something that's kind of exciting and like, you know, a, kind of a breath of fresh air as well. Like, you know, we could finally have some movement and like see what goes on. Um, yeah, I'm also, I'm expecting a pretty big year out right, of Glaber. I, you brought his name up just before, and I'm really like, I think this is the year. It's time for him to turn up. 25 years old, you know, he's already he's been in the pros since what 2018. You know, I, he's been working a lot with Judge too. I don't know. I think this is a big year for Glaber.
1: Yeah, and it's a contract year too. So if he wants yeah. to get paid, I mean, his I mean, his stock definitely went up a little bit last year. He had a really good year last year, but the two years before that his stock was definitely declining a little bit after that huge um, 27 years baseball, home way. run year. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Um, my bad. So, you know, like this is a big, this is a big year for him in his, you know, personal career in terms of, you know, earnings, what he's going to get from the Yankees or some other team in the offseason. And it's, he's also a big cog in this lineup. Um, so yeah, he's really, really important. The leadoff hitter. Mm. Do you think that Boone should, you know, have a guy who is going to be the leadoff hitter until proven otherwise? Or do you think it should kind of be, a, you know, by committee? Because there are there are options. I mean, I think Volpe at, at the beginning of the year is, is not a true option. If he's going, you know, if, if we see a jump from Anthony Volpe, you know, in the first couple of months of the year, then I think, you know, you might be able to have a conversation. But I think early on he should not be a candidate to lead off. So you're really looking at DJ, Verdugo, Glaber, and we know that Boone has gone to Anthony Rizzo in the leadoff spot as well. So, like, do you think that it should be kind of a, a by committee, by the day, you know, maybe looking at matchups with, you know, how I brought up maybe Verdugo against righties, DJ against lefties? Or do you think Boone should just say, DJ's the guy or Glaber's the guy and just go with that until, you know, you know for the first month of the year, maybe, and see, you know, how it
0: works? Well, I genuinely think, I think genuinely as of right now, Aaron Boone, like, has, I feel like he has DJ set at number one. And I, like, I, I kind of agree with you with the, like, different pitching matchups, like, if you throw Verdugo in against righties, I think that works, um, and with Volpe, like, you know, he has the tools to be a leadoff hitter, fast, get, like, when he gets on base, he's a threat on the bases, uh, you know, contact hitter as well, and even he has a pop on him, and you just once he gets more comfortable, and, you know, once he solidifies himself in the, like, in the box, like, he'll be, you know, we could finally, like, be kind of set with that one, maybe, but... Yeah, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of ways to go about it. I personally probably would – I personally like what you were saying with, you know, just depending on what the day is, depending on the matchups, just – I think that really makes your – like, makes a baseball team good. Like, you know, you need to manage around what you're going against and what you're, you know, like, what's more successful. What Like, if it ain't broke, go fix it, you know? So it's like – that's that's something I think that the Yankees should really ride along this year. I really think – I like, we saw it last year, too, like, when they constantly would throw uh, – you know, like, for example, Stanton constantly being in the four hole. Like, you know, like, you knew, you know, that's like, this guy's a strikeout machine. He's not, like, he's not providing guys on base. You know, you don't have to constantly keep throwing him in the four hole just because he's Carlos Stanton, the DH. You know, you can slide him around down to seven. You can slide him down to, to eight or something, whatever, whatever the case may be. That should be the same thing this year. Like, you know, you don't have to have, if DJ's struggling, if DJ, because, you know, we, we, saw, we saw a bit of regression from DJ for the past, you know, since really, since really, since we, like, extended him from that, um, from that 2021 year you know we haven't really seen the 300 hitting dj so you know like if he's struggling because you know he is regressing you know we don't have to stick with dj through the whole year you know you could throw in verdugo and you could throw in glaber who we you know glaber we saw some leadoff spots and like you said even even rizzo like you can throw in rizzo so like i just i think there should i think this year should be like just see what's going on and like if it isn't broke if it isn't broken don't fix it but if it's clearly not working like just you have other options so yeah i i think that's there's a way to go about it yes
1: yeah, so the the dj thing is really interesting because the regression is real i mean we you know we're we're looking at the projected lineup on RotoChamp and they have dj in the leadoff spot with a 257 average and a 721 ops the numbers projected are supposed to be better for alex verdugo and for labor torres in the obp department and the average department so like people are buying into this regression for DJ LeMahieu. And obviously Aaron Boone and there are Yankee fans out there that think that, you know, there, it, it was an injury play year for, for DJ the last couple of years. And you, you, he still has that juice in him to be the 300 average guy, but there are also people that don't believe that. And I, the, the reason I think you go with the, with the buy committee or, you know, by the day, depending on the matchup is because I don't think any, any of these three guys. And I think at this point I'm going to take out Anthony Rizzo. Um, I don't think any of these guys are perfect leadoff hitters. I just, I don't see it. I, I think with Glaber, the the OBP actually really, really rose last year. But in his career, the OBP has not been, you know, a, a big piece of his game. He doesn't walk a lot traditionally. And I, coming into a contract year, I'm not sure that I, that we're going to see the same amount of walks that we did last year. DJ obviously is a is a little bit of a question mark right now, and Verdugo isn't that great of a hitter either. He's just a, he's a scrappy, you know, good at bat guy. So none of these guys are like perfect leadoff hitters in in my eyes. Like, and Volpe, you know, Volpe's really the only one that has the potential to be that, but he's not that right now. So I think you kind of I think it I think it would be smart for Aaron Moon to go by the day because no, I don't think any of these three guys give you consistency at what you're looking for in the leadoff spot. And then I, so so I mean. When I when I think of that, I think of who's hot. What's the matchup? Who do you like in this spot? Do you want to go Judge or Soto two and three today against this
0: pitcher, and then you can build you know the guy
1: in the leadoff spot around that.
0: Do you think Booney ever gives us a nice little surprise with like one of the games where he just throws Soto or Judge in the leadoff? Because he's like he's done like he's done that with Judge before. Like he just threw him in the lead. I don't think he could, I don't think he will. But I think I
1: hope not. No, I hope not. I hope not. I, I like I like Judge and Soto in the two three because. The thing with me is I want guys I want guys on base when yeah. when Judge and Soto get up. So if you're going to lead like if if you're going to if you're going to have a game you know in the middle of July where Judge is leading off, Soto's batting second, like you you're putting nobody on base for
0: Aaron yeah. Judge. And I
1: want I want I want guys on base for those two guys.
0: And here's the thing, man, if you really like kind of dig deep, if DJ can get back to like almost at least like almost 300 hitting, like you know, it doesn't have to be 300, but like if DJ can get back to that steady Consistent leadoff hitting, like pitchers have to pitch to him, because like you know you're not going to walk him to get to Soto or Judge. So it's like pitchers have to hit pitch to him if he's gonna if he's gonna get on base. Like I don't know, like a lot of things can go pretty good for the top three right there. But it's really for some reason like the leadoff hitting is like the leadoff hitter. We haven't had a solidified leadoff hitter. I mean, since what Gardner? If you really threw Gardner, if you really counted I Gardner as a leadoff hitter, if, I don't yeah, even know like, if I'd count Gardner. I, I don't. I don't either. So it's like, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it really have not like, that's yeah, the biggest no, problem, it's is the adolf hitter. Yeah, it, that's, that's yeah, the biggest it's problem. It's been a while. Yeah, man.
1: Okay, next thing next thing with the lineup is the projections have Giancarlo staying in the 7-hole. Do you see that?
0: Ugh. Wow. I don't. Who's, who's, yeah, I don't. So, so, I, would so like so I would say, like, lowest yeah, 5. I would say, like, lowest
1: 5. I'll read out the lineup that's projected on Champ right now. Okay. DJ, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Rizzo, Glaber, Verdugo in the six hole, Stanton, and then Volpe and Wells on the, at the bottom. So that means that they have Glaber and Verdugo in the five six ahead of Giancarlo in, in this projected lineup.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't see it at all. I, I don't really see don't. it either,
0: but, I mean, I think it's Stanton's
1: like... too big of a name. He's too big of a name. Bo- Booney, I, I don't see a way where Booney, at least at the beginning of the year— I just don't see a way where Booney puts him in
0: anything lower than the five hole. Like to me, he's going to be the five. Yeah, that's it. But I, I mean, like thing that you said about like being too big of a name, it's like, I don't know, like JD Martinez is one that like, kind of like pops up in my head. Like he was, you know, he's a big name. He regressed. And then they had to kind of throw him down to like seven, eight, nine, because he was just like doing that bad. I mean, it really just depends on if Stan can come back and figure it out. I don't, I don't know. He got pretty lean though. If you saw that, he, kind of yeah, out
1: we see we see something new every year about staying <laughs> and then and then he hit one, what what 180 seven last yeah, year something like and that and they and they kept him in the three hole and then yeah. when, when judge came back they put him back in the four hole to me like I just don't if, if they're gonna if they were gonna do that with him last year I don't know at least the beginning of the year I, I just I don't see Stan being low I just I feel like that'd be too much of a blow to his ego I just I don't see Boone doing that
0: yeah, that, that's actually a good point, a big blow to the ego, because, like, he was, and kind of is still, one of, like, that like the core corner pieces of this team. Like, you can't, I guess, I guess like, I don't know, I guess you're kind of right, you kind of can't just throw him down there, like, that'll just kind of lose a lot of respect from him towards, but it's, like, I don't know, he clogs up so much of that lineup if you're really, like, if you're really breaking it down, like, he can't play, he's not going to play the outfield, probably, like, at all this year, like, he's just going to, it's going to be DH or nothing, and... It's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Santa's tricky this year. And I, he, I'm, he is he's, tricky. Yeah. Do you have, like, expectations? Like, do you, like, do you think he's going to be able to get back to, like, 240 at least, maybe? <laughs>
1: Uh, no, not really. No? I, wow. I, I think the I think the average is. I, I think it'll be a little bit better than what it was last year. I think he really. I think he really struggled last year. He didn't have any help in either. You know, especially when Judge was out of the lineup and Rizzo was out of the lineup. I mean, he really didn't have you know m- much help either. Not a lot of protection. You know, when he was hitting behind Aaron Judge, you know that's you know everyone's going to focus on Aaron Judge. Uh, so I, I I could see the average going up a little bit. I think he's obviously going to have you know a little bit more power. You know, but we're go- he's going to have a couple IL stints. You can't um you can't count on him to play any outfield and I I don't think at this point in his career he's going to be a guy that's going to have a high average that's going to have a ton of you know hits I I think it's going to be a lot of strikeout home run with him which you know it's always been but like as you get older that only gets worse you know like that 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 aspect of most people's you know games don't get better JD Martinez is actually an outlier JD you know continues to you know be able to hit to all parts of the field you know at his age but yeah I just don't see Stanton projecting to be that kind of guy, especially as he gets older.
0: Yeah, and he even, even last year, like, he had like a different type of regression. Like, he was even like, he couldn't see the ball clear. Like, he was like, I can't, like, I can't even keep track of, like, fastballs. And it's like, you could just even tell in a swing. Like, he was so off timing-wise. It was, it was a pretty, yeah, it was rough year for Stanton. So, I don't know if it was because, like, you know, he he took a wrong step and then the hamstring would fucking pull on him in the box or something, or if you know he legit is just not seeing the ball anymore as as like he did so it's gonna be tricky with Stan. and honestly it was to a point last year where he was doing so bad to the point where like there was like a chance for like oh my god maybe the yankees might dfa Stan. like i honestly do think this year like if he's gonna be on that like struggling spot again like there's going to be talks about that i I do think
1: yeah no i definitely I, i definitely agree yeah, and looking at looking at this lineup: DJ Soto, Judge, Rizzo, Glaber, Verdugo, Stanton, Volpe, Wells. If that was the opening day lineup, would you be okay with that? Would you would, would is there anything you would change to that lineup? Opening day, not worrying about matchups yet. We're not we're not into, you know, is 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 that your ideal opening day lineup as it stands right now?
0: i will be honest with you, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't really think you have, I don't know if I really like Rizzo at four. But who else do you put there? I, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's Glaber? Like, yeah like yeah, like maybe Glaber. I think maybe I mean, maybe Glaber depending on really the pace he goes at. I, I think Glaber and Rizzo I think right are now
1: similar for for the cleanup spot. I don't know like I, I think I think if it was between Glaber and Rizzo, I think I'd still want Rizzo in that four spot. Yeah, like
0: I think right now Rizzo would make the more most sense, but it's just like uh, I don't know. And I guess like you really don't have a choice because you're not going to put them at two or three, obviously. So it's like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Which uh, I mean,
1: yeah. In terms of like aesthetics, it would probably be the smartest to have Rizzo in the two or three and bump either Judge or Soto to the four. Yeah. But you want, but you want both of those guys hitting every every single first inning. So
0: it's yeah. just never going to happen. But I guess it also, I guess because to stick by my, my by my word that I said before, I guess it would. You know, it does help that you also have if if DJ's you know lead off righty-lefty, righty-lefty, and then righty if you go... And then actually righty-lefty, righty-lefty, righty-lefty if you go Torres and Rodugo and then... Yes, you really so like, yeah, right now, yeah. This projected
1: <laughs> lineup is, it is ridiculously balanced. You yeah. go righty-lefty, 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 righty-righty-lefty. Like, or you can go
0: righty-lefty-righty righty with Volpe at the bottom. If like, you <laughs> could. Yeah
1: you, just, yeah, you just flip Wells and Volpe. I mean, that, yeah. that's you know that 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 you can't get any more balance than that so in terms of balance it's
0: it's a good it it, the lineup looks good which by the way we asked for that and we needed that we did we did we like so it's about time we got balance just depends on what they can do so just saying but anyway yeah like that four five like that four five six and even seven like that's it's interchangeable and it's it just it really is like whatever's like in that moment whatever's working i guess and really, like Verdugo is going to be one that's going to be bounced around this lineup a lot. I do like he's going to be like he's going to go from seven to five to lead off back to five. Like he, I feel like like Verdugo is going to be bounced in this lineup.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there might even be days where he hits nine. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of like him to flip over the lineup. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, kind of like you know people always talk about it, but like the second leadoff guy, like
0: yeah, you know. And I, is that the reason? Is is that the reason why you were so kind of like big on Verdugo? Like because of how much like stability he could bring?
1: Yeah, I do. I do like the stability and the flexibility. I, he he's he's different than a lot of the guys in this lineup. Like, I mean, I, 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 he's 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 just a, he's, a, he's a scrappy guy, and he and he gives good at bats. Like, he's he's not going to put up huge numbers. He's just not. Like, he's not going to produce a ton of you know a ton of scoring for this lineup. He's just not. But the the the, the small things that he does do when he's you know in a lineup, I, I think are you know i think you need a couple of those guys in your lineup like if DJ's not gonna you know be dj you kind of need somebody to pick up the slack and have good at bats and be consistently getting on base singles and walks like they don't they're not sexy but they 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 do the job they like yeah. they, they they help and they do the job and they and they move guys I think Verdugo that kind of guy, and like defensively, he's good enough. I, I just I think he's a good piece in this lineup that you can move around because there are guys that you can't move around. Like you were just talking about how Soto and Judge are going to be two three all year, and that's it. Like they're not moving. Mm. You know, Stan. You can't put Stan in certain spots in the lineup. You can't, you know, you can't put Rizzo at the bottom. You, you know, Glaber, you're not going to put at the bottom either. So like to have a couple of guys that you know, or at least one guy, because I'm not going to call Volpe this right now. Like to have a, to have one guy that you know you'd feel comfortable at the top of the lineup to give you a good at bat but then if you you can also put him at the bottom of the lineup and feel like you're gonna get good value there, I think that's I think that's a good thing to have.
0: Yeah, it's just really it's just it's it's kind of just production at this point. it's just really and that's and that's the scariest part is like it's such a mixture between like your top three you kind of have an, you kind of have like a, an understanding of where it could go like Judge Soto, you know that like you know these are guys that could have good years right? We're still like we don't know what DJ could bring. Rizzo, we're hoping that that can that was just a concussion stint that, you know, that unfortunately just knocked him out on how he could play. But like Stanton's questionable. Uh DJ's questionable. Volpe, like, you know, hopefully Volpe can turn up. Wells is questionable. And if if not Wells, Trevino, like Trevino's not like the most reliable. So it's no, like, you know,
1: I mean, after it, after the after the first half of last year, he's been back to you know being a defensive only catcher, really. Yeah. And like, you—that's know, what you have to expect. That's what he's been his whole career, except for the first half of last year when, you know, his bat showed up for no reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just—it's really just—it's a lot of question marks, and not only in the lineup, but also in the bullpen as well. And and that's yeah. thats a big thing.
1: All right. So yeah, let's jump in. Let's let's jump into it. So obviously. The Soto trade and Wandy signing last week with San Diego has left some question marks in this Yankee bullpen, which has probably been the most consistent piece of this team the last five or six years. Um, so this is, this is a little bit of new territory for at least this Yankees team, um, to have some question marks in the bullpen. And with Wandy leaving, that was really the only lefty that they, really really relied on heavily all year last year um, a lot of teams like to go multiple lefties it seems like cashman and boone are okay with one lefty that they really really trust to go out and get big outs against lefties but that was wandy and now he's gone and they man, have look
0: no lefties in this bullpen.
1: no no yeah. they don't they have... and wow yeah, and when you look at like when you look at the free agent market right now for relievers because they've missed out on a couple big relievers. My brother actually, um, instead of wanting Marcus Stroman, he wanted them to go out and get Josh Hader. He thought the bullpen was a bigger issue than the rotation, and he was a big Hader guy. Of course, he goes to Houston. And when you look at <laughs> what's left now, because a lot of relievers have signed at this point, that's the one market that the one free agent market that really has, you know, had activity. A lot of those guys have signed. The, probably the best lefty that you're looking at free agent-wise is Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop. I mean, Aaron Loop, Jarlon Garcia, Brad Hand. I want no part of Brad Hand. Joely Rodriguez, oh. old friend. I want no part of him. Lucas Licky. I, I wouldn't mind bringing him back, but he's not a high-leverage guy. You'd
0: rather, you'd rather Lucas Licky over Joely? I think I'd rather Joely.
1: Oh, I think I'd rather Lickie. Joelie really? is really, really wild. I mean, no, you know what? It, this is this is a dumb conversation because even at the end of the day, none <laughs> of these guys, none of these guys are high leverage guys. Yeah, like you could be in love with Joelli, I could be in love with Lucas Lickley. It doesn't matter. Not those are five, yet. six inning guys. You're not yeah. putting that guy in in the eighth to get a big out against <laughs> Freddie Freeman or right. against you know
0: some of the big lefties in this league. You're just like it, that's not there. And that was that was Wandy, and that was Wandy too. And that's and that, like yeah nobody understands, like, that is a huge loss, and, like, even the, like, I don't know, why didn't they throw any, did they not even offer him anything? Like, it's just that, like, they just let him go, or like, that's just, like, I don't know, I don't really understand, I don't know, like, that that's such a big lefty piece that you four need. Four right years, that,
1: that's, that's, that's the one thing that I think might have, you know, pushed him away from the Yankees. I, I don't think the Yankees were expecting a team to offer him four years. I mean, he, he is a little bit of a veteran reliever at this point. I believe he's in his 30s, and to give a reliever of of all positions a four year deal like that, it's not a ton of money, but like to give him a four year deal, I, I I was definitely surprised by the four years. So I think the Yankees were too, and I maybe they weren't willing to pull the trigger on four years. Good contract though. Oh, it's a great contract. I Probably mean, if he's, if he's if he's, if he's going to pitch how he you know how he has the last two years for the Yanks, that's going to be a really really good contract. But with relievers, it's so so drastic sometimes. I mean, like two years ago, Joe Mantiply was the best left-handed reliever in baseball <laughs> in the first half of the year. Made the all-star team, came out of nowhere. This year he had an ERA in the sixes. Yeah. So it's like relievers are so, so hit and, hit and miss that it, yeah. it, it, it's tough. There is one guy that um, I wanted to talk about a little bit. And that's Tanner Scott of the Miami Marlins. The only reason I bring this one up, it is a, it is a trade, he is on the Marlins. Because the free agent market is really, 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 really weak for lefties. Yeah. And the Yankees have been linked to having interest in Tanner Scott and the Marlins. Now, I think you're gonna have to I think if you were going to make a deal for him, it'd be a pretty it'd have to be a pretty decent package for a reliever. He had a two three one ERA um, last year. He appeared in seventy four games, so he was he was a bell cow in, in the bullpen for Miami. Um, an ERA, an ERA plus of 195, 217 FIPS, so like a really, really good year from Tanner Scott last year. He throws, he throws hard. He's got a good mix of pitches. He's a, he's a good reliever. Um, but you'd have to give up a lot for him. And again, I think that the Yankees might have to go to the trade market for a lefty reliever because the guys I just read off, free agent wise none of them excite me at all. I wouldn't want any of those guys in like a, in a high leverage late game situation against a left-handed hitter that you need to get out.
0: Yeah. Some, some years Cashman always seems to figure out his little hidden gems though. And, you know, we've seen that before. We've seen that with like, even like the, um, like even how we got Wandy, like that was a, like a month into the season trade with Mike Talkman, Yeah. To the Giants. Yeah. So like, you know, things, I don't know, really, I'm worried about the bullpen for sure. But I also think, like we've seen, we've seen it before. We got hit in pieces. Even Clay Holmes, like we traded. Remember, remember the remember the Clay Holmes trade? We traded him for Young Ho Park, who we thought like was supposed to be this in, incredible, you know, uh, Asian hitter who was supposed to be like you know next guy up type thing for the Yankees, and then it really hasn't been anything. And Clay Holmes actually been better. So you know, there's just I don't know. There's it's definitely it's nerve wracking to see where you're going into the season, but I also think that reliever, like you said, such a hit or miss. Guys can come out of nowhere, and the guys can regress out of nowhere. So it's like, relievers are such a weird money ball play, to, thing to play with. And if I'm being real with you, because I'm looking at this, I'm looking at our relievers right now. Ian Hamilton, who, by the way, second half of the year, even Ian Hamilton, was really, really impressive, in my opinion. I liked Ian Hamilton yeah. a lot. Like, I think Ian Hamilton... Guy, guy. Another
1: guy that Cashman found on the streets. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I think Ian Hamilton's a guy that you can, you can go sixth inning, seventh inning with and get a good solid inning, maybe maybe two out of him because he's you know he did a he did a couple of those last year, right? Scott Efros, yeah. who was hurt majority of the year, like good reliever and when we got him.
1: A, he was a stud, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's good reliever when we got him. Uh just depends on how he comes back from injury, right? Then you look at I mean Tommy Kainley, like you know Tommy Kainley, you know years of experience had a pretty rough one last year, but you know years of experience probably you know it, it, reliable in ways some kind of can't be. But don't forget, like, Jonathan Lewisaga. like, that's a guy, like, 2021 Lewisaga was supposed to be our closer, like, supposed to be, like, sick, like, insane, like, he was, he just had such a good year that year, he was supposed to be, like, solidified closer, then he got hurt last year, so it's like, uh, you know, we don't have, like, these scrubs in the bullpen, like, we have guys that it just all depends on how they bounce, and even Clay Holmes, like, Clay Holmes, like, you know, not his best year, but, you know, had, like, Good reliever, so it's like, it's just yeah, like you said, like we need the balance with the lefty, and Hayter would have been great, but you know like Tanner Scotts could be could be a good addition, but it's just like the guys like like Nick Ramirez, like you don't want that in the bullpen, like at no, all. No, you so. can't
1: you can't see that. Another guy that's kind of forgotten about is Ron Marinaccio because he did get sent yeah. down at the end of last Not year. Sure. He, he had a rough stretch, but I mean before that he was. He was turning into a high out. average guy for Boone. I mean he he really was. Like so I agree with you. I think they have options. The the big the big thing is a lefty. You need a lefty. So you, you need to go out and either trade for a lefty or you know, sign one of these one of these lefty veterans that is, you know, going to surprise us because, you know, they don't look great on paper right now. But you know, in terms of just like depth, they obviously lost a little bit. But the 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 I think the biggest piece of the bullpen talk is the cashman aspect of it because I had this argument with my brother, the one thing Cashman's done consistently, like you said, is build his bullpens and find these diamonds in the rough. So like, if I'm going to have confidence in Brian Cashman to do anything, it's going to be to in spring training and, you know, early in the year, find a couple of these guys, bring them in. And all of a sudden they turn into an Ian in Ian Hamilton late in the year, or they turn into the clay Holmes late in the year. Like if I'm going to have confidence in anything with Cashman, it's going to be that. So like, you need to go out and get a lefty. But after that, I don't know that I feel that the bullpen is as much of a pressing issue as some might. Like, I'm not
0: as concerned about the bullpen as other people are. No, like, look, like compare this bullpen to, like, the Mets' bullpen. <laughs> like... oh, God, dude, like the Mets' bullpen. Oh, my God. <laughs> even the starting rotation, dude. Oh, my. It's bad. How do you have How do you have that much money as an
1: owner and, and that high of a payroll? And your pitching staff is that
0: garbage. Oh, and, and their lineup isn't even that impressive. No, the lineup isn't that even, is, like,
1: yeah. That the, team's yeah.
0: Who would have thought, too? Steve Cohen was supposed to be their savior. Who would have thought? Yeah, and now there's pretty,
1: talks that they might not even extend Pete Alonzo.
0: Ah, dude, it, it it might go it might go pretty rough in the Queens. But even if like like the trade market this year has and this offseason has been dead. And like really like this whole offseason's been pretty rough. Like uh, like aside from Soto and and you know Otani and Yamamoto, like this this offseason's been pretty rough. It's been a pretty boring one. So I mean
1: Oh yeah, it, it has. It has because I don't know other guys. A lot of these other guys haven't signed yet.
0: Yeah, that too. I like yeah, and I don't know. I don't, it just it, there's a lot of there's a lot of like I mean, there's a lot of options that just doesn't really make. But like even the options just doesn't make sense for the Yankees either. Like a, a lot of these like Bellinger just like Bellinger doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Snell, I know you're not huge on. I personally would go for Snell, but Snell you're not huge on, and Snell like really is just like you know doesn't I just doesn't move the move the needle. I don't know. It's it's a lot of things with this free agency that like really just doesn't like add up and make sense so
1: yeah it is it is odd there are there are Bellinger rumors circling now at the Yankees. I, to be honest with you I, I kind of think they're fake. I think it's yeah. I think it's Boris throwing out the, it's a Scott Boris the Yankees name. It's yeah. an
0: old Scott Boris trick in the book. It's everyone knows yeah, it. Yeah man
1: you, you put the you put the Yankees name in, in in negotiations, the the price goes up. The price just yeah. goes up. So, like, I I don't think that the interest in Bellinger is there anymore. I think it was at the beginning of the offseason. But once you get Soto and you bring in Trent for that trade and then you also trade for Verdugo and you have Rizzo at first base for at least this year and, and next year if they if they wanted to keep him, your DH is already clogged up, your your outfield's clogged up. Bellinger doesn't make any sense to me, and I think he was going to cost too much anyway. I, I'm, I am not a Bellinger guy at all.
0: Yeah. Um, going back just like real quick, really backtracking, because um, we were just talking about relievers and you know, uh, Padres and whatnot. I also realize like how big of a loss that it is that Michael King is gone now as well. Like that was your reliever starting picture guy who, like both ways dominant. Like that's a that's a pretty big loss right there as well. And I, I don't know. I I really think he's gonna kind of blossom in there there in San Diego as well
1: yeah no he's he's a stud i mean he is and like they they can use him as a starter if they want to he's super he's got some uh some super good flexibility for for an arm you can stretch him out you know you can have him be a high leverage guy i mean he closed a couple games for the Yankees last year uh, two years ago like i mean the the guy has the guy's done everything so like you you can he's a swiss army knife like he really is and um you know keep him healthy he's uh He's he's really he's a real stud. A real stud. What do you um, do you think
0: do you think I think Bellinger kind of stays with the Cubs. I mean, he has to. Do.
1: I think he has to. The Cubs have made no big moves after no. bringing in Craig Council on the biggest manager contract in the <laughs> history of the majors. You got to do I something. Bring, bring the guy back. He had a, he had his best year in 3 years with you. Bring him yeah. back like the Cubs do, have money to spend.
0: Do you think that's like a not a one-year wonder but do you think that was kind of like a like just a random, I, I can't think of what the actual term is for like that type of year, like almost almost like a one year wonder. But like I mean, he was a former MVP, and like you know Bellinger, like we know what Bellinger was, and like especially coming up from the league, like. But then he just he fell out of he fell off out of nowhere until last year.
1: Yeah, I remember I remember hearing people talk about his year, and there were some underlying statistics about Cody Bellinger's year last year that weren't very good. And that there were like some luck involved in in his production um, in terms of hard hit percentage. I think his hard hit percentage was really really low, um, and so I I think it was a little bit of an overreaction year. Like I think his numbers were really good, but some of the other underlying stats tell you that it's it's it, it wasn't as good as it you know it should have been a little bit worse than it was. And after the two years that he had prior to that in L.A. that were god awful, like absolutely horrendous, I just. I, I don't. I don't see that contract being good because I think he wants like six years. I, I just. I don't see it. I just. I don't see it at all.
0: You also. Did you see my boy uh, Frankie Montas? He signed like a seventeen 18, mil. I believe seventeen mil with the Reds or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna miss? Crazy.
1: Him. I mean, seventeen million for that guy. Like, you gonna miss him? He isn't pitched – No. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? After the Soto deal, I mean. Would have been, you know, not for $17 million, but, like, he would have been a nice guy to have depth. Like, if, if he was, yeah. you know, coming off an injury, the Yankees know him. He's been in the system for two years now. Like, hey, here's $5 million. You'll be a swing guy. First injury, you'll be the next guy up. I'd, I'd be okay with that. But $17 million for a guy who hasn't pitched in two years, I'm good.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that, like, if you look at the the two guys, the two bottom guys of our rotation last year, who was supposed to be, like, the best rotation of all time, uh, Montas and Severino, somehow getting, like, North of 15 million dollars in contracts is pretty, pretty funny to me.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it's great. I mean, the, the starting pitchers are getting ridiculous money so right much there. money. I
0: mean, Derek Cole changed the market. <laughs> oh man,
1: opt out. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely crazy, but definitely a left handed reliever. Um, and if the you know let Cashman do his magic with the rest of it, but a lefty reliever is definitely needed. Other than that, the lineup the, the, does the lineup fire you up at all, or not really? Is it, it do you kind of feel like you
0: need to see it first? It kind of it kind of does just because of how much of a mixed balance there is. Like two superstars, a couple veterans, a couple rookies, or like you know young guys. Like you got a good you got a good mixture of like if it's 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 kind of a boomer bust that's also the big thing it's a boomer bust like it's either this year could go like it could go where you want it to go and where you expect it to go or it could just be an absolute dumpster fire of where nobody knows that to hit. so like it's just it's such a boomer bust year but i i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty fired up except for where like you know where you know there's holes in the lineup like you know stanton is like is a question mark uh you know that like even Wells and Trevino are kinda of question marks. Uh Rizzo, who knows what like you know, what can happen. It, 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 there's there's question marks, but I do think like I do think there's some there's some power and there's some beef in this lineup to the point where like there's there's reasons that like it's not it's it's okay to be excited for this lineup because like there's there's a reason for it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm fired I'm fired up when I look at it. Fired- up I, <laughs> I, I, I am. I am. I, I think yeah. the balance and the addition of Soto makes this lineup a lot more dynamic than it was i think it's a lot less boring there's 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 variety now to it with with Soto and Judge and even Verdugo coming in if Volpe's going to have a better year i don't i think i think every single guy presents something a little bit differently that if it's meshing together well, is going to be kind of a potent lineup. Like, I think this is an underrated lineup. If you, like, stack it up with other, you know, with the other great lineups in, in the major, I think it's a little bit underrated. Um, and I'm really fired up for it, and I'm not going to have to wait too long to see it because the Yankees do open up in Houston for the first four games. But then they're going home. Uh, oh, wait, and then and then they go to Arizona. But I will be at the home opener um, at the stadium. So I will see Soda? You're being at the home opener? I'm going to the home opener. Me Dude, and my dad are going to the home opener. We the tickets the other day. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was man. actually wanted... it, was, it was it was a surprise. It was a surprise to me. I, I'm not the one who pulled the trigger. It was uh, Good for it was you, my man. dad. But you're gonna see yeah, you're gonna see up. you're
0: gonna see Juan Soto's first ever game in pinstripes,
1: man. Yeah, first ever game in pinstripes. They'll have they'll, they'll be seven games in at that point. But yeah. it'll be the first time we see Soto in the white. I know so. why.
0: Like why wait that long for a home series? Like oh my god, what's terrible scheduling? I just, yeah, I just don't like where they're starting. I mean yeah, yeah, like in in Houston and in
1: Arizona, like I'm <laughs> um, what well, like March twenty I mean, eighth or something too. <laughs> yeah, so they start yeah, they start they start they start a four game set in Houston on the twenty eighth, which like you know, of course they give us the fucking Astros. They start the game. <laughs> yeah, they just I know they 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 want to start the bad mojo nice and early. They wanna have us, you know, they want they want the depressed... They want their headlines. They want their, they want
0: everything. They, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Arizona's gonna wipe the floor with us too. Nice little young team coming off the World Series. Um, then Toronto. Toronto is the first, the, the home opener series. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be interesting. I I like the lineup. You seem to like the lineup too.
0: Um, just more beef in the pitching, really. That's kind of it. Yeah. That's yeah. that's really all comes down to.
1: Yeah. Anything else to talk about?
0: Um. No. Honestly, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited for the next episode, Connor. I think that there's just more and more things that can, I can just go on and, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> keep on keeping on dude and you know what i I hope you have a good day at school as well because you know oh. you, dude you're in a dark classroom right now and i'm I'm telling you I don't really think anyone understands like the dedication that you have right now connor I, I'm i'm very I'm very happy that you're that you're really sticking with us right now what an
1: absolute gentleman <laughs> what an absolute gentleman you are you are you are something else you are you are you
0: are of the special ilk you really how are. much uh, how much more time you got you really like, are. You got when are you when are you there to?
1: I'm I'm gonna be here until one o'clock. Um, wow. Had a nice little eight eight a.m. class, uh, then I have a nice then I have a little break in between for for the Monday morning pods, yeah, and then uh, and then I have a class from eleven thirty to uh, to one o'clock. So I'll be I'll be home around two o'clock. Then I'm working later. Listen, during the week it's a grind. The week the week is a grind. Yeah, the weekend you, the weekend you hang out, but the week during the week is a grind, and the podcasters. are right in the middle of that grind itself. So we'll be back at you guys in uh, in a couple of days, probably looking at a Thursday or a Friday pod. We, we mm-hmm. haven't f- exactly figured it out yet, but we're probably going to be, for the rest of the off season probably doing two a week. But, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Thursday or Friday will, will probably be the next one. Not sure exactly what we're going to, you know, what the big tops are going to be that one yet, but... Definitely be be on the lookout for that podcast because it will be out at the beginning of the weekend. Other than that, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the Bronx Lounge. We will see you guys back here over the weekend.
0: Let's go yanks, baby.